What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender, and oh, baby, look who's back. Adam Ronis, fresh off of a, a lovely vacation. Uh, Adam, how are you, man? How was vacation? We missed you, buddy. We missed you. Yeah, missed you too, man. It was great. I was in Cancun, and it was a great time. Uh, good weather with some occasional rain, good food. So yeah, definitely nice to get away for the first time in a couple years. Always good to enjoy that warm weather being here on the East Coast. Uh, so yeah, definitely had a good time and wish it was more than five days, but back to reality. We always wish it was longer. And you know what, though? But I'll say this for the sake of, you know, us over at FantasyAlarm.com. We, we always have the NBA covered, but Damn, dude, you you came home right into from 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 the 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 heat of Cancun to the fire of the NBA trade deadline. And I mean, you know, while you've been gone, there's been a a, a whole upheaval here of the NBA. Like, how do you like how do you how do you recover from all of that when you get it all just right there at once? Yeah, just wild. The wild day in the NBA specifically on Thursday with the trade deadline, obviously with the big deal with James Harden getting dealt to Philadelphia and Ben Simmons going back. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, an interesting day in the NBA. A lot of shakeup here. There's a lot of shakeup over there. So um, do you want to you want to kind of break down a couple of things? I just have a few questions, a few questions, if that's cool. Yep. Um, Harden, how did how did so like this deal? Obviously, you know James Harden um, and and uh, and Joel Embiid they dominate there for the Sixers. That's all well and good. We expect that uh, coming back to Brooklyn. You know Ben Simmons. Now you don't have to be a fan of the NBA to know that you know Ben Simmons has been just a, a downright son of a bitch, right? He hasn't played, doesn't want to play for the for the for the Sixers. Um, last year, I mean, my God, right. What, uh, phone in his back pocket during practice, all sorts of stuff, uh, with him just not wanting to, to be there. Um, super disgruntled. Does the move to, to, to Brooklyn, does that like, does that help? It should. I mean, he's going to want to play. You would think he's on his best behavior now. It might take him a few weeks to get back and ready to play, but it should help. I mean, you had James Harden, who apparently was disgruntled as well. So uh, apparently there were some reports didn't really get along with Kyrie Irving, didn't like that situation. So he requested a trade second time. Kind of low-level strip clubs in Brooklyn too, right? Nothing, nothing uh, killer. I mean, you know, there's other parts. There's Manhattan and, you know, so there's other parts. But, yeah, I just, <laughs> it seems like he didn't want to be there as well. So, um you he uh, he had an expiring contract, so why not take the shot? So I, I it makes sense from the Nets' perspective. It's amazing to me that Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden only played 16 games together, and all the time there, obviously injuries and the vaccine situation with Kyrie this year. But for them to get Ben Simmons, who is still one of the best defenders in the NBA, excellent court vision. Obviously afraid to shoot last year in the postseason, not a great shooter, but doesn't need to do that on this team. That's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant when he comes back, getting Seth Curry, another really good shooter, uh, helped as well, and even Andre Drummond. So I think the Nets did well here uh, to pull this trade off, and they get two first-round picks back. 
Um, what did this do to the uh, to the championship odds? I I didn't even look. The Nets still remain the favorite, but their odds are a little bit lower than recently. Now I wasn't tracking it day by day since I was away because uh, I remember the Nets being like plus two seventy last week. Obviously, they've had that long losing streak going into Thursday night, losing nine in a row. So I think that probably lowered it a little bit. Um, but they still remain the favorite. Uh, from what I saw, I know I tweeted out earlier today, maybe there's been some movement since, uh, I know they were like plus four. Okay. Yeah, it has moved. Now the Nets are plus 370 on DK, uh, still remain the favorites. Golden State plus 425, Phoenix plus 450. Now the Sixers move to plus 700 tied with the Bucks. Where, where, how far down were the, uh, were the Sixers before? Were they like a plus 1200 kind of thing? Um, I don't remember, but they were probably lower. They were definitely not up there with the Bucks. So uh, I still think that they are not going to win a championship. Uh, the Sixers. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously getting hard and helps, but they also kind of depleted their roster a little bit. They don't have as much depth now. Um, I think Curry was a really solid shooter, you know, helps space the floor. Um, now you you really need Embiid healthy, which is always a concern. Um, Harden, I think, will be fine. All of a sudden, that hamstring injury won't be an issue, more than likely. Uh, so, but I think their depth takes a little bit of a hit. Okay, so you're not interested in even throwing anything on them at plus seven hundred just to see. No, are, are the Nets I, I still the team to beat? Um, it's tough to say. I mean, I think when they're healthy, they could be. And on uh, the road, healthy and on the road. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I I do have a feeling that that's going to change. Uh, I think we might see Kyrie in the playoffs in home games. Uh, that's kind of, I know they lifted the mask mandate in New York, so maybe they get a little bit more lax in that. We'll see, or maybe the Nets pay a fine, but that's the unknown at this point. But the Nets roster is pretty good um, because Simmons now just – now you don't have to put Kevin Durant on the other team's best defender every night because that would hurt in the postseason. You know, you got to worry about him carrying the offense. Now they got Simmons and Simmons can initiate the offense faster. You know, Harden kind of played at a slow pace. Simmons has great court vision and he's going to lead a lot of fast break opportunities. So I think obviously people are hating on Simmons mm -hmm. because of his attitude and, you know, being soft and not playing for Philly. But even with his deficiencies on the court, he does a lot of things that other players don't do. So as long as he can get back into physical shape and, and acclimate to the team, yeah, they could be dangerous, which is why the Nets have remained the favorite for a while, even during this losing streak, because before this deal, it's like, okay, well, if they have Durant, Irving, and Harden on the court at the same time, they were 13-3, and three, only 16 games, but 13-3 and three when those three played, it's kind of tough to beat in the postseason. So I think that's why they remain the favorite, but I do think the Nets became a better team today. Okay, I mean that, that's see there you go like that's that's an important thing. You'll lose a piece like Harden, but to maintain your spot atop the uh, atop the leaderboard here, or, you know at least the, the uh, for for you know odds that is, um, that's that's big. That's big. All right. Um, I, I just that. I, see. I look the Bucks are plus seven hundred, and so are the Sixers. I mean, I'd easily put my money on the Bucks. Like I think the Bucks are kind of being disrespected right now. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, they're kind of. This is a case, I guess, of winning a title and kind of coasting in the regular season. Um, but they're still the two seed in the Eastern Conference. They're 35 and 21. 
And I don't know the exact record, but when Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Middleton play, they don't lose many games. So, like, I'd easily take the Bucks over the Sixers right now. And the Bucks are really starting to kick it into gear. They're they're playing. We're recording obviously Thursday night. They have a, a a game against the Suns on TNT. That should be fun. But the Bucks, the last three games have scored at least 131 points in three straight games. So when they have those three together, they're clicking. And again, they might be coasting through the regular season. Uh, they did have some COVID issues and injuries early in the year. But man, I, I don't see how you. If I have the same odds for Philly and Milwaukee to win a title, I mean, give me Milwaukee every time. And even to come out of the Eastern Conference, they're both plus 300. I'm taking Milwaukee over Philly. Okay. All right. Um, what's the uh, what's the spread on the on the Suns Bucks game tonight? Um, I think it was Suns by three. Let me see. I think that's what it was. I didn't really get to look too much at tonight's games with the madness that went on today. Uh, two and a half. <laughs> two and a half Suns are favored. Okay. All right. Um, I don't think, I mean, Phoenix and uh, neither Phoenix nor Milwaukee were, were particularly active in the uh, in the trade deadline, were they? Uh, the Minor. Bucks. Minor. Oh, the Bucks got Ibaka, huh? Yeah. I mean, backup center because we don't know about Brooke Lopez. You right. know. Not nothing doesn't really move anything, but solid addition, a veteran who has got experience. So not a bad move. Are we out on Chris Stapp's Porzingis? Dude's with his third team already now since the Knicks drafted him. Um, he now lands with Washington. I mean, listen, Washington, right? They're they're not. I don't think they're doing well, right? Is no, Chris they're, they're, Porzingis? They're done. They're you know Beals out potentially for the year. Um, they traded Montrez Harrell. They traded Dinwiddie. They're yeah, they're they're not making a playoff push. So he's just, I mean, I don't even know if he's healthy right now, Porzingis. But you know, I'm I'm curious as to you know what what the the path for him has not been good. He can't on the court. That's the biggest problem. And there there was talk that you know Luca Doncic and him just weren't meshing. Uh, he's got a big contract now. They took a lot of money back too with Spencer Dinwiddie. And Davis Bertans coming back, but uh, if he returns, he should put up good fantasy numbers for the Wizards. Uh, he's been out with a knee issue that I said he was close to returning, but it just he hasn't developed into what people had hoped because he's just had a difficult time staying healthy and on the floor. Okay, I got you. Um, any of the other deals uh, really move the needle for you? Uh, the Celtics were uh, were kind of active; they made a couple of deals. To, to shore themselves up. Um, I don't know. I don't think there was a, the four-way deal was good. So yeah, anything or, or better yet, what was the trade that didn't happen that kind of surprised you? Uh, I guess Jeremy Grant, not getting dealt from Detroit. There was a lot of talk that he would get dealt. Uh, the Lakers not doing anything. Maybe it was a little bit of a surprise as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think those were the big things. So the Lakers, yeah, definitely not do anything because this is just not a, a good team. Um, the Knicks not doing anything. Uh, just I guess they don't really have anything that teams wanted uh, was the biggest issue for them. <clears throat> OK, all right. So overall, as far as trade deadlines go, I don't even know. Like. I don't even know. Did you did you get back in the afternoon? Did you get back early this morning? Did you get back late last night? Like, 
How did you uh, did did you just walk right into the the wall that was this trade deadline? No, I got back Wednesday, so um, started catching up on some things Wednesday night, and then obviously was uh, ready for whatever occurred today. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Wow. Welcome back. Um, all right. So a little NBA action. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run you through too much here. Because uh, I know you, I, you know, I always like to ease people back in. So we'll take a quick time out. We'll pay some bills and do this little commercial break. When we come back, uh, this will be the last uh, episode before the Super Bowl. So I've been talking to, well, let's see. I talked to Jeff Erickson. I had Dr. Roto on. Uh, Hutchinson Brown, the young fantasy mind. Uh, nice little 15-year-old fantasy prodigy there, Adam. They all... They all gave their takes on the Super Bowl when we come back from the break. You, Adam Ronis, it's time to commit, my friend. Super Bowl picks coming up next. All right, Adam, you're on. The, I'm keeping you on the spot here. Um, fresh off of vacation. You have not. I mean, I'm sure that you kind of checked in on scores and updates at some point or another, but... <clears throat> You haven't been inundated with the uh, the abundance of Super Bowl coverage as the rest of us have been here. So uh, it's time to start taking a look at the big game here and uh, tell me what you think. Yeah, I would like the Bengals to win, but I just don't see it. I, I don't. They've not really had an impressive run here in the postseason. A lot of things have broke right for them. You know, you give them credit for what they did against Kansas City, shutting them down in the second half. You know, everyone. I like Joe Burrow, who doesn't, but it's not like Joe Burrow's like put up these outstanding numbers in the postseason. And he's got like 244 and two touchdowns. He had no touchdowns against Tennessee. And this is probably the best defense he's going to face, especially the front seven. I mean, uh, the Rams definitely are not great against the pass, but the Bengals have been outgained in all three playoff games. Um, and they haven't looked like the better team in some of these games. Um, and the Rams just, on a lot of the numbers just are, are a better team. So we know protecting Joe Burrow is going to be an issue. You know, mm -hmm. he sacked a lot during the regular season, sacked nine times against the Titans, only one against Kansas city, but he was under a lot of pressure and uh, the Rams defense has been good. And we've seen when uh, Burrow goes against like top 10 defenses, he struggled this year. They're going to have to make a lot of adjustments, get the ball out of his hands quick. Uh, probably. Ramsey will be on chase quite a bit. I know he doesn't shadow a lot, but you would think in this situation, they probably will do that. So I think the Bengals can keep it close. So I'll take the points four, four and a half, but I think the Rams win the game. Uh, again, I would like the Bengals to win, but it's just, and maybe this is just a magical run, but you can't use that as analysis. Um, everything points to me, the Rams being good enough to win this game. Uh, Stafford has played well in the postseason. They felt that was the missing link. Uh, yes, he maybe we look at things differently if Tart made that interception, but he didn't. And we could say that about a lot of plays in every NFL game. But Stafford has come in and been a difference maker for them. They they're at home and I know there's no home field advantage, but they don't have to travel. They're in their home beds now for these two weeks. Uh, they have guys that have played in the Super Bowl before. And I know. Cincinnati is the the great story underdog, but I just think they're uh, 
it's going to run out here, and I don't think they win this game. You know, it's always nice to to have you come back there and pretty much support the narrative that I've been throwing down for the, the past week here. I, the the Bengals are the darling team. Everybody loves the Bengals right now. It's a great it's a great story. It really is, right? And they've been on the road the entire time. They beat the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes twice. Um, you know, the 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 swag of Joe Burrow, the uh the 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 Evan McPherson. You know, oh, it looks like we're going to the championship. You know, it's like that whole thing, that whole story has been fantastic. But I'm with you, um, at least on paper, the uh, the Rams have the, the better team. The defense has been, you know, rock solid. Has it faltered at times? Yeah, it has. But like you just said, Joe Burrow hasn't been lighting it up here in the playoffs. This isn't like a 400 yard, you know, four touchdown performance that, that we're looking at. But I'm of that mindset. So when, um, you know, it, it, it had stayed at four pretty heavily. It was four, 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 four. And then all of a sudden, um, some L.A. money started to come in. And it jumped up to four and a half. And as soon as it jumped up to four and a half, I spoke to a buddy of mine who helps me out in certain situations. Um, and I said, I, I want, you know, give me the Bengals with four and a half. And uh, and I and I got that in there. And then uh, I think it was yesterday. Somebody somebody came in and threw one point eight million dollars down on the Cincinnati Bengals. And it boom shot right back to four um, shortly thereafter. And that's that's where it sits right now. So I got the Bengals with the four and a half. Um, I love that hook. Uh, you know, having that is, you know, it's a nice little security blanket, but I'm with you, you know, even, you know, even if we're talking about a four point game, I still like the Bengals to cover here, but I've got a Rams money line bet down there also just to, just to hedge that. Right. And just because I, I see the, the same thing happening, um, as well. I think, you know, just cause everybody, like, you know, but I mean, here's, here's the funny thing though, Adam, right. All season long, right. It's been underdog, 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 underdog. Right. It's happened all year. The, the dogs hit a lot more uh, throughout the season. We get into the playoffs. It's underdog, 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 underdog. Um, you know, we've got two number four seeds sitting in the uh, in the in the. You know, in the in the championship here. Why would we not just automatically take the underdog with points, given what we've seen throughout the season? It's not just, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's a lot of you know, the intangibles that Joe Burrow brings and, and stuff like that. So, you know, when I got that extra half, I, I loved throwing that down there. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like everybody's selling the Rams surprisingly short. Yeah. Again, it's people like the underdog Bengals just from going from where they were to where they are now making this miraculous run, winning two straight games on the road uh borrow coming back off the injury i mean it's a good story but again if i just said okay here are the stats of a quarterback in the playoffs what are your thoughts 244 two touchdowns 348 no touchdowns in a pick 250 two touchdowns in a pick you're like oh okay not that bad right and again i like burrow don't get me wrong but people are acting like he's put this team on the back and carried him to this point it really has it. I mean, he's got four touchdowns and two interceptions and 842 passing yards in three playoff games. And they've won, obviously won an overtime three-point win. 
Um, that was really Mahomes turning it over, setting up a short field. They had a three-point win against Tennessee, where Tennessee kind of shot themselves in the foot a lot. And the Raiders had an opportunity to tie that game late. So they've had a lot of things go their way. And asking that to happen again in this matchup against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, it's going to be really difficult. And the Rams don't blitz much. Morrow's very good against the blitz, as is Stafford. And neither team blitzes much. So um, and it's, it's going to be difficult to contain Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson uh, as well. So I would like the Bengals to win. It would be a great story, but I just don't see how they can get it done here. Um, do I think they have a shot to win? Sure, but they need so many things to go right. They just really do. It's Burrow's gonna. They're gonna have to get rid of the ball quickly. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be under a lot of pressure, and I know he's handled it most of this year. But I think this is their steepest challenge in the playoffs. Um, do you dive into Super Bowl props at all? I'm not asking oh. if you have yet, but will you between Friday and Saturday? Yeah, I've looked very little, but yeah, I'll probably look at some stuff and and, and get some things in. Um, oh, wait. Thanks for reminding me. DraftKings Sportsbook had a boost. I couldn't. So between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern over the last few days, they've given boost. And obviously, being in Cancun, I couldn't bet. So I think the one for tonight is Odell Beckham. Five or more receptions at plus 100. Um, so I like that one. So yeah, I, think I like I'm, that one, too. I'm going to opt into that one. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a $50 max bet though, but Hey, I'll take it. Shit. Why not, man? If they're going to give it to you like that, why, why the hell not? I mean, I, I think Beckham has himself a, a strong game here. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the, uh, how the Bengals handle Cooper cup. You got to figure they're going to try and bracket him as much as possible. Um, but we've seen, you know, we've seen, uh, Matt Stafford go to Beckham in a number of situations. They've, he's actually been using Beckham a lot more on third down conversions, um, you know, which has been, you know, Cooper Cup's bag throughout the entire season. But now that teams are paying attention uh, a little, you know, a little tougher on him. Uh, Beckham's been coming up with those third down catches. So I definitely I like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to be going over some props and stuff like that. There'll be an article from me. Um, over at uh, at fantasyalarm.com, which all of, by the way, all of the fantasyalarm.com and dfsalarm.com, all the, the football content for Super Bowl 56 is free. So free to have. Um, maybe I'll, I'll hit you up, Adam. You give me a couple of props that I'll add into the article um, as well. But I'm going to throw down a, a few. Um, I Joe Mixon's receiving yards, 25 and a half. I'm, I'm in on the over on that one. <clears throat> I'm in on, you know, a, a, a number of different. I like T Higgins at 40 and a half yards. I like the over on that one as well. I think that, that they're going to attack the middle of the field or at least try to get behind the linebackers, let those edge rushers commit um, novelty props. I mean, I don't, I don't like betting novelty props, but uh, Adam, I don't know if you've checked your, uh, your, your email, but uh, our good friends over at spotlight sports group, um, have put together a staff prop contest for us to play in. Um, and we had a, um, I'll give a shout out to uh, Jake Apperly, who uh, who puts these together for uh, us, you know, PixWise, Fantasy Alarm, DFS Alarm, the whole crew. 
Uh, although during this uh, this town hall, Adam, they uh, he tried to rally the Brits against us. Really? Right. Like made specific mention of the fact that they need to to come together and step it up because they got so crazy embarrassed by you and I crushing in the uh, in the pick em pool throughout the season. Well, hopefully we can do it again. A little bit tougher in a Super Bowl, man, where, what is it, 20 props or 20? I didn't check it out yet. I have to get in. Yeah, it's like, it's 20 props. But I mean, you know, it's not all, I mean, yeah, it's it's props, but, you know, who's going to win the game and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of novelty props in there, things like who's going to score first and, you know, the jersey number of the first touchdown score. It's going to be, you know, over or under 23 and a half, that kind of a thing. Okay. So we got this, right? Yeah, definitely, no doubt. They've lowered the uh, they've lowered the stakes though because they they just didn't like paying the two of us out. <laughs> 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 so so we got that going. Now there is a, a contest over at fantasyalarm.com. Also, you go to fantasyalarm.com/slash/big-game, and uh, and we've got a free prop contest that you guys can join in. Uh, over there as well. We'll all be playing that one too. Uh, we just can't win the cash prizes. You guys out there uh, obviously can. And there's even some swag that's being thrown around. So lots of stuff happening uh, over there. All right, Adam, I'm going to let you continue to ease into your your return here. I know you've got alarm after hours that you've got to you're gonna you got to deal with Fancy on a trade deadline day. Energy extraordinaire. Um, coming out, so uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the rest of the time off. How's that sound? Sounds good, man. Uh, you know I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people, even if that people is Adam Rona. So to all of you out there, thank you so much for liking and subscribing. Best of luck to you and all your bets and DFS plays. Enjoy the Super. Oh, that's right, I forgot. I'm gonna throw this one out too. All right, I, I threw this out on the radio. Your best Super Bowl snacks, your best recipe to make something. I'm going to pick one. You send it to Howard at FantasyAlarm.com. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to make it on Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, whoever's I pick, I'm going to give away a free lifetime membership to Fantasy Alarm. Free. Just for hooking me up with a really good recipe. I don't recommend a complex recipe. Because that'll kind of turn me off from it. But I've gotten some really weird shit already, Adam. You wouldn't put I've got one that's that's just in the subject heading. It's called Spegstacular with the word eggs in like all caps. You were like, I don't yeah, even know dismissed. what to make of that. You were like dismissed. Yeah. I was like, I'm 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 intrigued. Like I haven't opened any of them. There's one that says it's a it, one that's a, that's called like a chip beef ball. There's another one that's like a Reuben dip that actually intrigues me a lot, um, but yeah. Then there was uh, there was spectacular. Uh, what was the other? Oh, I can't even remember what the other one was, but um, it was something about uh, something about a potato. Again, keeping me intrigued. So if you got a good recipe for a great Super Bowl snack, send it to Howard at FantasyAlarm.com. If I select yours and make your dish. You win a free lifetime subscription. That's going to do it for us here at the Anti-Up Podcast. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.